Y'all gotta give the same energy to the next brother. Okay, he's all the way from New York City. He came a little bit further, but he's gonna give y'all the same energy, same uh, talent and excitement that you guys got from those two brothers, right? And all these brothers are under the age of 30. Y'all give a hand for that for young, for intelligent Young intelligent men, period. So keep that round of applause all the way from New York City. Give your love to Ibrahim Sadiq, a.k.a. Poet. Poet stands for putting out eternal thoughts. And I came all the way from Harlem. Uh, first show I ever did outside of New York City was about three days ago in Sacramento. So this is about my third, third show ever outside of New York. So I, I, I took a one way to Cali, you know, so I'm gonna hit up as many venues as I can. So we'll see. If life's a drug, then come get high with me. I know at times it's in shambles, but it's a gamble. Let's live it like the lottery. I took a look in the mirror and told the devil, don't you lie to me. I was born a peasant, trying to lead in the present. But it's my past that's trying to follow me. To me, it's all the same. I'm hardly ashamed, so I let it tag along. The pain from the past is merely a lesson that I carry in the present. Because I've learned without experience, it's seldom you'll go far. So after each wound heals, I welcome every scar. Most try to leave it behind. And I know how you're feeling, but scars are memories of the pain. They're a reminder of the healing. And knowledge itself is a suture for my future. I'm a little rough around the edges, yet I'm seamless. Sort of like an angel that was raised around them demons. Darkness in my heart, but always had a halo right above me. I come from the sense, but them sinners seem to love me. I was once told we can never be fully free as long as we're here. But the closest we can get is living with no fear. Listen close, because I need you to hear this. My only fear is being fearless. Now, I don't know what that says for my quality of life, but if the masses think it's wrong, then it probably is right. See, we can't blame the Masons for the problems we're facing. We're the reason we ain't free. That's word to the third degree. And I heard Jesus died at 33. I guess that means the good die young. How ironic, because the hood die young. That's the way it's set up. I'm fed up. They're playing God, but they're no more than wizards of Oz. Pay no attention to the men behind the curtain, because most of the power they possess relies on the energy you invest. They say in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Or check the back of a dollar. You probably still don't see a thing. You got a brain, but you're only using half that. We made some strides, but racism is still alive. Why you think the president is only half black? See, if your third eye's blurry, no need to worry. Just listen when I say shit, it's LASIK. I saw a God on the corner of 125th and St. Nick. But he wasn't making a claim. Simply begging for change. More like he was pleading for it. I stared into his face as he was leaning forward and I almost didn't recognize him because I mistook the wisdom in his eyes for pain. Although at times, it could be one and the same. He spoke before I passed him by. He said, sun in his eye. And I want you to know that they can't see with the sun in their eye. You shine. So when you embark upon those in the dark, you enlighten, but you're also frightened. 
Acting alone, you cannot change the world in which you live, but merely a circle in which you exist. You have attempted to carry a whip you are not meant to bear and assume sole responsibility something that was meant to be shared. They say, poet, you see the world different. At times, shit, I wish that I didn't. Cause it's like most people's lives get in the way of them living. We fight so hard to survive, but no one ever gets out of this alive. So just accept what your fate is and live every moment with greatness. Trying to keep us from our true potential is what the plan is. My heart resides in Atlantis. Trying to tell my people that true bliss exists beyond the ego. See, the best way to conceal something is to hide in the plain sight. The knowledge you seek resides in your own mind. So never mind the Bible you preach, it's idle to me. Ain't concerned with the words you got. The creator lives in me, so everything I speak is the word of God. It's revelation in these statements. And I know comparing yourself to God is cliched, but if I die, I bet you I rise in three days. Or at least a movement on my behalf. But my people, let's keep it peaceful. Because war is nothing more than an aborted fetus in the womb of the mother beneath us. They ought to know we ought to grow. See, my plea for evolution is out of destitution. Please don't commence the shooting. Because love can spark a revolution. Thank you. You're, you're, you're listening to Spoken Soul Sessions. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you Check this out man Spoken Soul Sessions Oh my god This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Bold stances and lewd advances got us here You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black We'll start from scratch possibilities. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black. I'm very happy, very, very, very happy to be here today. I hope, I hope life is treating everyone kindly. I hope everyone is inspiring everyone to be better around them. And I hope the people around you inspire you to be a better you today. This is a beautiful day, family. I have a very, very special guest in the studio today. I've been wanting to do this interview with this brother, this brother's poetry. I go back with this brother's poetry years. I seen him perform on many different circuits in the Bowery, the New Yurican, spots all over Brooklyn. I believe he, he performed, he popped up on the Brooklyn Swirl one time, but this brother right here, man, definitely his words, very inspirational. I'm talking about none other than my brother, 
Mr. Ibrahim Asad Sadiq. Let me get his brother the proper introduction that he deserves. Ibrahim Asad Sadiq, a.k.a. Poet, is an artist, community organizer, and educator that uses his art as a vehicle for activism and social change. In addition to performing, he is the artistic director of the Free Art Project, a grassroots art and educational program focused on the empowering youth with tools to escape pitfalls of dire societal circumstances to create healthy and engaging opportunities. These programs are designed to alter course of the school to prison pipeline, an opportunity gap that captures too many of our brilliant youth. His long-term goal is to grow the current space into a, rec a recreational community hub that functions as a self-sustaining space and expands throughout the boroughs of New York metro area. A fully, a fully equipped art center incubator of community hub designed to cultivate creativity and develop the minds of future leaders, artists, inventors, entrepreneurs, and innovators. Ladies and gentlemen of the Spoken Soul Session, my Spoken Soul Session family, it brings me great honor to bring to the Spoken Soul Session studio my brother and your brother, Mr. Ibrahim Sadiq, a.k.a. Poet. What's good, my brother? What's good? What's good, my brother? How are you today? How you, how, you, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm so excited to have you in the building today, my brother, man. I, I mean, your poetry, your poetry is legendary. You one of the, you're one of those poet poets, you know, because I've been on the circuit and I seen you. We bumped heads so many different times. Now, you didn't you have a, a, a arts program in the Bronx, right? If I'm not mistaken, you had, yeah, I still got it. I still got you it. still we got are. it. Yeah, have a game night, right? Y'all do, yeah, do a game night. I came to one of the game nights when I was up in the Bronx, and that joint was lit. I remember that, man. And I remember then, because I used to see you, like, passing. I used to see you in passing, like, during the U the New Yo, when I used to frequent the New Yo and the different spots around Brooklyn, the Bowery and all that. And you will always pop up. You will always pop up. And from then, I was like, yo, this brother right here is deep, man. He's deep. And, yo, your approach the approach that you take with your words because you can see the hip hop in your in your in your poetry you can see you can hear it you can hear the hip hop but you do something that's just so exquisite that i don't see a lot of rappers that transition to spoken word they don't do and i notice that you you can really tread that path that fine line between hip hop and spoken word and the transition that you use to make it come to life man is just phenomenal man and i just wanted to give you those flowers brother cuz you are profound you are profound so tell us my brother king because I was looking at your name too. Your name is crazy. This is your government name, Ibrahim yeah, yeah, Asad yeah, Sadiq, yeah, right? Yes, that, that's crazy because your name, Asad Sadiq, means lion of truth. Yeah. And that's 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 crazy. I was I was looking at your name. I'm like, lion of truth. Wow. Yeah. My you know, father gave me that problem. Leo. He gave me that name on purpose. So. Mm, that's <laughs> dope, man. That's dope. I was looking at, but your words reflect that. 
your words definitely reflect that because all your poetry, man, and we're going to get into some of your spoken word, but your poetry always have a present message there. You know, it's obvious. And then you have the underlying, you know, the underlying hidden message. And you are profound, my brother. So I'm, I'm, let's, let's start the interview off right, man. I ask all my guests when they come on because I like to get different perspectives of different poets. And um, the number one question I ask everyone is why poetry? So I'm going to ask you, my brother, poet, why poetry? Why spoken word? Why dedicate the time that you dedicate, the things that you do in the community? Because you are definitely a, a, a phenomenal activist. The things that you do in the community, why did you use poetry as that vehicle? You know? Yeah, well, um, I, I found poetry kind of kind of by accident. You know, um, it, it, I was... 15 years old, my father had just passed away, right? And I was kind of just, I was in my room. I had always been a thinker, you know, very, very curious, inquisitive, just um, always in my head, you know, and thinking about his his death, thinking about his life, thinking about death in general, life in general. And I had grabbed a, 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 a pad and, and, a, um, and, and a pen, and I started jotting down some questions, just questions of life. And I, I realized the first two lines had rhymed by accident. You know, so I was like, uh, so I laughed at that. So I was like, let me, let me see if I can keep this theme. I'm trying to keep these questions rhyming, you know, and just, just writing down my thoughts. And at the end of it, I had a poem. Mm. I was, like, and then I realized uh, I could use this as a way to kind of gather my thoughts, any things I may be thinking about may may have bothered me or whatnot. And um, so from the ages of 15 to about 18 or so, um, I kind of just wrote here and there, kept it to myself and whatnot. And my mom is is the one that found my poetry one day. She read it. She 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 kind of talked to me, but she said, I didn't know you you did this. I'm like, yeah, you know, just it wasn't really nothing. I was into that that I knew I was into. Just something I did here and there. And one day she had called me. She was like, uh, hey, come meet me down at this uh, coffee house in town. We um I'm originally from uh, Westchester from Peekskill. It's a uh, spot up there. She was like, um, come meet me over here. So I go down there. And they're setting up a mic and all that. I'm like, what's going on? She was like, uh, they're already setting up an open mic. I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool, that's cool. So she was like, oh, we sitting down, we order. She was like, you should get on the mic. <laughs> get on the mic, do and do that. You know what I'm saying? She's like, your poetry. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing my poetry, you know. Um, so she was like, I'm like, plus I don't, I don't even have my stuff on me at the time. I didn't have it memorized. You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't have my stuff on me. Mm. So she reached down and grabs a uh, a uh, uh, like a folder. And she was like, here, I like this one, this one, this one. She had my poems all together. I'm like, she took them from my house. <laughs> forced me to get up on there and um and perform. And I, after the show, everyone, I guess they liked it. They came, they, they told me about, because um, I, I didn't know anything about spoken word. I just knew, I knew poetry, you know, like in the books, writing poetry and stuff. And everything I knew about poetry, I learned through, through hip hop. So I was just, you know, writing. They told me about a place called the New Yorican Poets Cafe. Mm-hmm. So I so I went down to the city, me and my boys went down there, check it out. I, I, this is the first time I ever seen people doing spoken work because that open mic I went to was really like people reading out of a book, you know, the kind of like mm-hmm. type poetry that you, I, like the cliche stuff that you, you 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 think of, like the stereotypical type poetry, you know, we had someone from an outsider's perspective. And um, so I went to the New York and I saw people doing this spoken word stuff. I'm like, well, I could I could do this, you know, and I, that's how I kind of dove into it. And over time, I realized it's a way. Um, now I, I stepped away from me kind of focusing on writing for myself and organ, organizing my thoughts and, and focusing on, on the issues that I saw in the world and, and 
conveying my thoughts about them and 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 you know just kind of portraying a, a picture trying to offer solutions and and, and just shed light on, on some problems um so that's kind of why i chose poetry in a nutshell i just kind of found it by accident and mm. ran with it you know wow and i see i'm a firm believer that the things that that we're meant to do will come to us like we don't really have to necessarily go look for it because your story is similar to a lot of other poets and it's very similar to mine you know a friend of mine told me that i should try spoken word because i used to write my poetry in my book and then and i decided very select few people who i would allow to read it but he was like nah man you, you you're good you should try this spoken word thing and it was in the time of that deaf poetry scene so i, I tried my hand in it and and, and it, it, i loved it man i loved i loved the reaction that i got i love the fact that like it's been times when I, I i spit a poem at a venue and and people would break down crying so mm-hmm. when i first seen that i was like wow i have that ability to touch someone to that degree that they would cry they would get so emotional that you know they would they would shed tears and i was like this is something powerful so i am a firm believer in the power of the spoken word and since i've seen you perform brother i'm talking about i've been following you for like 10 years or 10 plus years we've been bumping into each other at different venues and all that i think i even bought one of your cds at one of the venues know what i'm saying but definitely my brother we've been bumping heads and and i went to your your arts your arts collective thing with the, you had the game night we were yeah. playing spades and all that and i'm like yo this is what this is what we need to be doing mm-hmm. no like to bring people together under the premise of something other than the bullshit that we usually gather yeah. upon you know mm-hmm. what i mean like we we both play spades we play chess or whatever the case may be you meeting new people and the thing that i loved about it I was new to the Bronx at the time because I wasn't in the Bronx, like in the Bronx. I was just there for a set amount of time. Yeah, so yeah. when I went there, what I really dug about your event, my brother, is that everybody showed me love, man. And they didn't know me from Adam. They didn't know me from Adam and never seen me before. And I sat down at the space table. We playing space. We kicking it. We everybody vibing and everything. And I was like, wow, this is the community that our words can definitely you know bring about that change for our community man and my brother i salute you for that i really do but i want i want my audience to get a taste we heard we heard a taste of you in the beginning of the show you know what i'm saying because i want to i want to like where was you at when you did that piece where you was at in your head because that that piece is an older piece but your stage presence and I want y'all to go check my brother out on YouTube. You can go check out some of his poetry that he has when he's touring and check him out. Your demeanor, my brother, your delivery, you were so cool. And, and you were saying that you had just started this. This you this your first time performing outside of New York. Yeah, yeah, and I was so- like, wow, man, your, your, your stage presence was mad cool for you to be in a whole nother. You on the other side of the globe for us. You yeah. in Cali and you like you represent us well, my brother. But yeah, tell us. Tell us about that, man. Tell us about that experience so i got inspired to do this so i met um like when i was early in the scene i um i met uh who's my mom brother to this day um george george viento he's an artist from puerto rico right and mm. he um he's a singer songwriter guitarist met him uh, at an open mic in new york because like i said when i first got in the scene i was everywhere in new york every borough any open mic going on i was there you know mm. uh, just trying to get out there and i met him and at the time that i met him for the past two to three years previously, he'd been just traveling the world with just him and his guitar. 
just mm. playing, going to open mics and this and that. And I was always scared to go outside of New York, you know, just like mm. one, I didn't think I was good enough to really like, I'm like, I'm not going to go out to these open to these spots or this and that, whatever. And just, I don't know. I just like, I had never been, I was out, it was outside of my comfort zone. You know what I'm saying? I never mm. been outside the city or whatever. So, and I'm like, yo, you just been traveling around the world with just you and your guitar, just going anywhere, seeing where you can perform. I'm like, that inspired me. So I'm like, my, I had met this dude uh, from Cali in New York. He came to an open mic that we used to do um, in the Bronx and uh, met him out here. We, we stayed in contact. And he always been telling me over the years, you need to come out in Cali. They'll love you out in Cali, right? So mm-hmm. I decided, I'm like, yo, Georgie, he's been just traveling the world, just taking one ways everywhere, just seeing where he can get into our scene. I'm like, I'm going to do that. But I'm like, I ain't going to go out, outside of the U.S. right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to take one way to Cali. I'm going to start off with my boy. He, he said, yo, come out here. I can get your shows in Sacramento, Stockton. Uh, we got Sacramento, Stockton, Oakland, and um, San Francisco. And he said, by then you network this and that, see where else you can go. So I, I booked it one way, flew out there, and that show that you just played, that was in Stock, that was the one in Stockton. Mm. And um, and like I said, I was still nervous on the scene. I kind of just learned to channel that fear and that nervousness and and use it, you know, so to kind of in my my performance and propel just kind of kind of transform that energy you know mm-hmm. and use it use it for, for for my benefit um so yeah so i went out there and kind of just performed had my merch you know how my uh i think it was my books on my cd i think still have my cds at that point yeah because I, I think i was before i did my first book but i had my cds and just kind of went around and and was just went uh city to city you know i went to um i flew into sacramento we went did that show in stockton um I did uh, San Francisco, Oakland. Then I got some shows down in L.A. Mm. Got some shows booked out in Vegas. I went all around the Vegas scene. Um, yeah, so I, it was a little. So I was on a roll for like three, four months. Mm. You know, it's like just going like, yo. If he could do this for for years, I'm like, I could do this for a couple months and see what's And that's how to to this day the most of the, the relationships I got in, in with other venues in other states stem from that me just taking that leap of faith and just going out there and just networking and performing so yeah that was that's profound yeah Yeah, that's that that's profound that's that's definitely you know believing in yourself believing in yourself to say i can do this man you definitely brother you got the talent man you got you definitely got the talent and and i was a i was a slam rat i'm telling you i was at every <laughs> slam like every slam i was up in there and i will always bump into you man i was like wow this brother over here again and i was like is he getting in the slam if he is he getting in the slam but sometimes you be there you be there as a feature or you be there as a sack poet or whatever the case may be man but i always seen you and i always saw your grind and you always stay true from then to now your poetry still reflects the same message and my brother you're making waves out there man you're definitely making waves man because you came back on my radar that's crazy because i've been i've been looking for poets to come on the show and then i was like i was doing i was like oh i said i remember this brother and then i went and looked you up and got some of your stuff on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, I remember this brother, man. He used to come through the New York all the time. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I got to get this brother on the show, my brother. But yeah, I want to get the audience to get a taste of what you do. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to play one of my commercials for my sponsors. And okay. then from there, I'll set the stage for you. And you can, you know, bless us with one piece, my brother. One of your first pieces, man. We got the brother about to spit for us. All right, let me play that real quick. Hello, 
This is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKENSOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com, and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.innerchildpress.com. Thank you. Coming to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my brother and your brother, Mr. Ibrahim Sadiq, a.k.a. Poet. Once possessed the potential, they just lack the essential utensils. But I drop gems, so you should use the jewels that I lend you. First off, forget all you were taught. There's a need. I believe I can help spark an original thought. Because I create constant friction with my conscious diction, so you no longer have to be a contradiction. Just living to die. See, there's more to life before it passes, and the masses, they're not blind. They can see through their eyes. Their vision is just blurry. But no need to worry, because I spit such descriptive scriptures that they paint perfect pictures. And once you better your vision, you can make better decisions the better you're living. Because my words give birth to revolutionary ideas and the thoughts of my peers. You're impregnated off the mere presence of my soul. I got that immaculate conception flow. I'm exceptional. But they fear me because I resemble my father, brain of a scholar, heart of a martyr. See, my pops had a way with words. He used it to chase the girls. I'll use it to change the world. Because once my compassion is lit, nothing surpasses my passion is spit. It's enough to go around. I don't need to ration it. But see, I like to take a break from my story and recognize those that God called up before me. A moment of silence for those lost through unnecessary violence. Rest in peace to William Cooper, especially. Murdered in cold blood by Apache County deputies. You were what most only pretend to be. And for that, I'm picking up where you left off. And for Malcolm and Martin King, I'm doing the same thing. But see, I'm not name dropping for the applause. I'm just trying to show you what you lost. You see, I got some pretty big shoes to fill, but they fit me just fine. And I ain't even hit my prime. Throughout time, they've been playing the same sad song. And we ain't even call up and request it. They say the truth is hard to swallow and even harder to digest it. I learned you don't have to live it at all to die by the sword. And even a pawn has potential to become the most powerful piece on the board. It's just that many people are stuck in their ways, afraid to break a bill. because They can't handle change. I'm just trying to show you a way, not the path that I see fit. The one you pay for yourself once you learn it. But see, you got to beware of those trying to distract you with an illusion of truth. That's what illusionists do. See, some things can't be proven. So here's a pen and a pad. You draw your own conclusion. I got my philosophy, but they can't properly interpret my ideology. So they pass it off as arrogance. Please don't get it confused like most do. I'm destined for greatness. It's so true. But then again, so are you. 
fire, man. One more. You get another bomb for that, man. You get another bomb for that, man. Oh, my God, man. Yo, this is what I mean. Family, spoken soul family. Do you feel me? When I you know when I tell you, man, that this brother right here is phenomenal, man. Phenomenal words, bro. We gotta unpack this piece right here. First, tell us, man, what was going through your head when this concept came up to you, man? Like when, when you brought up with this concept, you put pen to pad, like where your headspace was at. Tell us, please. Um it, like it actually just stemmed off of one lot something like because this was like t- over 10 years ago I wrote that piece um but um it was basically like someone it, essentially essentially someone called me arrogant right and I wanted to write a piece or was it, it just a mi- it was a misrepresentation of my just my character like I I do think I'm great you know but I don't think I'm any more great than than the next individual we all have that potential for greatness and I believe in myself I'm mm. not arrogant you know, I don't, I'm not above anybody. Um, so that was what the last line of that poem was about. Um, and just about just how we're mistaught, you know, a lot of times in school, we're taught um, we're taught how to think and not what to think, you know. So that was just kind of the, the, the beginning of it. Kind of just forget everything you're taught, everything that you know, you think you know, everything you think you know about me, everything you think you know about the world. And, and, and let's learn for real, you know, mm. and that kind of was like the essence of, of where I went where my mind, where my head was at with that piece when I wrote that. Wow, man. I mean, the sentiment behind that piece, man, like I like I agree. It's like it feels like I wrote it. <laughs> that's why that's I, I I'm serious, man. And the sentiment behind that piece, man, I, I really feel the same way, man. And a lot of times we don't really know the power of our words. We don't understand the power of the spoken word. And being able to speak something to and speak something into existence, you got to care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the number one ingredient to manifestation. Yeah. So if we want to manifest a new society, we want to manifest a new way of thinking. The first ingredient, we have to care. You know, and that's what I notice about your work. I, I really see in your work that you really care about what you're doing. You're not doing this for likes. You're not doing this to get, you know what I'm saying, accolades. Yo, he's a dope poet. You know what I mean? Because you got some poet, you've you been around. You know what I'm saying? You got some poets that be swagging. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, you don't know who I am. But every time I see you perform, I never see vanity. You know what I mean? I never see, I never see a person standing up there just trying to be vain. You know, and one of the definitions that I learned, you know, I, I got this from, I forgot where I got it from. Either I read it in a book or I heard somebody say it in a lecture. But they said that vanity, they say uh, action without knowledge, action without knowledge is vanity. Mm. And knowledge without action is insanity. And that, it, it, it always stuck with me. You know what I'm saying? So when you see the, you see the guys out there and you see them performing just for the premise of, yo, I can get some chicks with this. I can mm-hmm. holler. Because in the verse you said, you said my dad used it to get girls. My yeah. dad, had, he had the gift of gab. He used it to get yeah. girls, but I'm going to use it to change the world. I thought that was fire, man. I thought that was fire because it's, it's real. And the power of the spoken word is real. And what you do is inspire people to be better. And no, you're a necessity. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we we overlook 
our heroes. We overlook the people that's doing the intangible work in our community that's making our community better. You know, raising the consciousness of our youth. So, like, really, man, like, your poetry, man, is phenomenal, my brother. Like, like real rap, man, real rap. That's why I'm really enjoying this interview, to get into your mind. Now, I want to play this piece, this next piece. This is an old piece of yours. Mm-hmm. It's an old piece, but I want to I wanna see, because 10 years ago, this this poem was actually performed. So yeah. I, I I figure you probably wrote it maybe a year before that, or maybe I don't know. Yeah. But we know 10 years you performed this. So I want to hear your perspective on this poem today. And I thought this was really, I thought this was really profound. So let's get into that real quick. In addition to doing poetry, I also um, write music and whatnot. I, um, I have an album out entitled Nerd at the Cool Table. It's all about standing out, being who you are, never compromising yourself to fit in with the crowd. And like I said, it's a musical album, but there is poetry on it. There's no set price. You're just asking donations, whatever you want to give, whatever you can give. And this is fun of my, my tour, my little improv tour throughout Cali and, and whatnot. So if you want to help me on my journey, please purchase a copy. Growing up, you would have thought that baseball was our favorite sport. Because my best friends, they had a few strikes against me. Everyone was pitching, and the stick-up kids tried to catch it coming home slipping. So shit wasn't safe, even though the fiends were on base. We had faith. We had faith. Just not like you used to, but around here it's the usual. Little homie once told me the gun was his religion. It makes sense, since it's always court and never church when they call him for a witness. But we're forced to live this way, so we won't pray for forgiveness. <coughs> we ain't asked for none of this. I was once told life was a punishment. The answer was lost, but I swear that I found it. I now see that some get high so they can fly. Forget that big ground. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and help them understand that my flaws make me who I am. I think with my heart when I speak my mind, so at times, my emotions get the best of me. And when they do, I hope you don't think less of me, because I mean what I say, and I say what I think is right. I've always been that way, a young JFK. They tell me to be careful, and at times I feel like I really order, because NYC could be my daily closer. But see, I toss caution to the wind to block the orphans from the wind because life ain't always what it seems. We've been living a nicotine dream. I'm scared to turn my heart black. See, I've always been a little different. I was told the eyes are windows, although mine are tinted, and my soul is vintage. The world rests at the base of my neck, burden weighing heavy on my chest, and it don't feel right because broken dreams don't heal right. Regardless, I still write. Cause words are the weapons I use as protection from the demons. Yeah, I seen them in my own eyes. Was once a victim of my own lies, but I'm thankful. Cause some died and were victims their whole lives. We live in an age of deceit. You have to beware of the lessons they teach. We're born with our consciousness open, but sadly we're conditioned to close it. See, I'm close to fold. I gave my mind space and seceded from that mind state. Cause ignorance is malignant and I refuse to let that tumor grow. Although I used to live in that place within my mind. I even took a trip back 
afraid of what I might find because it's been so long since I've been home. I was out throwing stones. I blacked out. Forgot I once lived in a glass house. See, for so long I was zoned out, but I realized it was I that shattered my own house. Because I realized these structures are no more than false and fragile systems of belief that bind us, confine us, don't allow us to grow. I learned to live life like water and just allow it to flow. See, the search for knowledge and understanding is infinite. But see, what beliefs do is deceive you. And through that deceit, you falsely believe that journey's complete. See, as I stood among the shards of broken pieces, I realized people build walls around their beliefs, afraid to have them stand out. But these ain't stones. These are gems that I saw such a glass house. Thank you. That piece right there, man. That piece, that piece right there. That piece right there, my brother. We gotta unpack that. Yeah. We gotta about that piece. That's one of my favorite pieces too. I it's been so long since I even heard that, performed that, or anything. Yo, man, that piece resonated with me so much, man. And the reason why, because me personally, I'm gonna tell you a little quick story. When like I was really at one point in time I was very 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 religious you know what I'm saying I was a religious individual and I had come to a, a, a point that I had felt like what you had said in the poem that I had it you know what I'm saying it's complete I know the purpose of life and it's in this religion and I don't need nothing else but this and it came a time when a person that was dear to me gave me some information. They was like, yo, yo, check this out right here. Because they knew how religious I was. Yeah. And the thing they were showing me was contrary to what I believed. So mm -hmm. I was like, I, I ain't got no 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 fear. I can look at this and yeah. you know what I mean? It's not gonna affect me. But when I looked at it, it did affect me. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. And that sparked everything after. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Me not knowing that, saying that, yo, it's it's more out there. And what I've come to the conclusion is that knowledge is so vast that any person who believes that, oh, I got it all summed up, mm -hmm. he really don't know nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's so vast, because we always, we're constantly changing because of what we know. When yeah. you know better, you do better. That's the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. But a lot of times it don't. But when you're woke, you're un you, when I say woke, I mean, you know what I'm saying? You're conscious. You're understanding what, what this system is, is is putting out there. And you can really see it and be like, oh, wow. I see that I've been deceived all this time. So when your mind opens up and you start to accept new ideas, it it, it grows. It, it makes you grow as a person. And, and it helps you get to that next level where you can understand what that purpose is. Yeah. And that purpose is not something that you're going to find all concise in one box. It's an it's a everlasting journey until you die. That you're mm -hmm. going to be learning. You're going to be learning new things. And you're going to be adjusting as you go. So that poem right there really resonated with me. When I listened to it, I was like, wow, I remember a time when I had this exact same sentiment. Because you know when you when you believe something so much, because you said beliefs, beliefs will deceive you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? When you believe something so much that you feel that there's nothing that can crumble this belief system and then something comes and crumble it, 
you like you like oh my god like you don't know what to do so i was in a frenzy but i felt the sentiment that you was delivering in that poem in the time of my life when it was really it was coming at me so crazy because i'm so sincere in my belief but now i'm finding things that's contrary to that what am i supposed to do and i've come to the conclusion to be righteous and to be righteous is to just go with what's right even if it go contrary to what you've been taught to believe. You know what I mean? Righteousness is that knowledge to know what, what's right and to act on what you know is right. And period. You know what I'm saying? So I think that poem is phenomenal. But I want to hear, you know what I mean? I want to hear you, you know what I'm saying? Break that joint down to us, though. Yeah, so um, when I first started writing, I actually didn't have a, like... The theme in mind. That poem came about, like, started writing it because I had that, do- I, I had the, the baseball scheme, you know what I'm saying, that I thought, I'm like, oh, I, wrote, I had wrote that, I thought that was dope, and I, I'm like, I need to put this somewhere, so I'm like, let me start with a poem, so I have, I just went from there, and, and as I was writing the poem, I'm like, I was just thinking about where me and my friends came from, like, as far as our mentality, like, from when we we're, were young, it's just wilding you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. in the streets and my, my three best friends um before the age of 30 they had spent uh between three and uh, nearly uh uh about 20 years in jail between combined uh wow. you know 20, 20 25 years in jail be- between the three of them and um like and just thinking about and where they are now where where I've, I've come from and how we used to be in this mentality and used to hold these beliefs you know of, of I guess like street Code and and just mentality hold them so dear and how how we move away from them and and then I just thought about beliefs in general and people hold on to these beliefs and never question their beliefs and never you know um, weigh them against anything anything else and and they hold them so closely that that a lot of times these these beliefs shape our reality but but all, how real are these things that we're holding on to you know um, so that that poem kind of just as I was writing I just kind of wanted to dive into that and identify that and not only in myself, but just in, in humans that we all go through it in our own way, you know, and, and, and it's just the steps of evolution and we need to kind of let go of these things and examine them. And not say that you necessarily have to prove your beliefs wrong, but just, you know, don't be afraid to hold them against something and don't be afraid to evolve, you know, if you see something that may, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, we just like, as you said, like I said, the more we have, the more information, our, our, our decisions are only as good as the information on which they're based. That's right. You know, and if we, we cut that information off. We're limiting our, our evolution. We're limiting our growth. You know, so that's that's kind of what that poem was trying to examine. Definitely, man, and it definitely hit the point, man. And I, and it's crazy in my life because at the time when you wrote that poem or when you performed that poem, at that particular time, I was going through a time in my life where I was just getting not say so getting out of religion, but questioning it, like really questioning yeah. it, like yo, why is this like this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, it it was just, it just resonates so much with me, you know, that the way you put it in there, it was exactly like that. I mean exactly yeah. like that. When you believe when you believe something so much that it forms this this brick house around you that it allows nothing else to get in. It allows yeah. nothing else, it like it confines you. And the word religion that I learned, the word religion actually means to bind to bind so i heard phil valentine say one time he said to bind to what he said Mm -hmm. to bind you to that book whatever that Mm -hmm. book is you believe is gonna bind you to it so now 
a lot of things you want to do, you can't do because you're bound to your oath. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't get into poetry like I should have got into poetry or into music like I should have got into music was because of religion. Because in my religion, I believe that, oh, this was the work, the handiwork of the devil. You couldn't you couldn't deal with the instruments and all that other stuff. So it really prevented me from delving into it. But it's always been a passion. That's why I really uh, uh, gravitated more so to poetry, because the poetry I could do without music. But I can still get those those words out. So definitely, man, that that poem resonates so much with me, man. And I think it was a phenomenal piece. It was phenomenally written. I mean, so well executed. And the way you delivered it, man, the way you delivered it, man, it really hit home. And me knowing that poem from then and then listening to it now as the person I am today, Mm. I I, I just see the perspective is just I just see it so much more clearer. You know what I mean? So much more clear, brother. And I think that's profound, King. But uh I want I want the audience to get into another piece with you, brother, man, because you know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on and bless us with another one. Let me set the stage for you. Coming back to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my brother and your brother, Mr. Asad Sadiq. I'm a leader here to work as a teacher. But could easily serve up some ether. If only God can judge, I just serve the subpoenas. See, my heart was dark, but light was birthed from that scorn. Now a halo rests upon my horns. At your highest peak, my mind's beyond that level. I'm God's son, but he raised me around the devil. Emotion on my page, cause my pen bleeds it. Those scars on my heart are seamless. I'll open my chest so you can see what I mean. My name is Ibrahim which means friend of God. So maybe you'll understand when I say I'm the only friend I've got. See, my third eye vision has hindsight wisdom. My karma's crystallized. I'm a real life prism, meaning I clearly live in color. I'm clearly like no other. If we're animals by nature, then I'm clearly like my mother. And a lot of us grew up without a father. That's why these young ladies are aborting babies because they refuse to give birth to a martyr. In the hood, ignorance runs rapid. Kids run around with ratchets, leaving open minds and closed caskets. See, happiness has a hue, and that color is needed. But with all these slaves born blind, it's hard to convey the color of freedom. It seems the odds are stacked, but that outcome's fickle. I'm extra large, not Malcolm Little. See, just because you're labeled the poison product of your community doesn't mean you have to sell poison products to your community. I'm cooking them knowledge itself. I chop it and hit the block once I bag that. It's for the little kids with AKs trying to survive out in Baghdad. I die for you. And that's a real life fact. I just hope I live long enough for you to realize that. Who would have known that I cared? I guess that's how well I hide my emotions because not even I knew they were there. But I bear my soul to the world. And show up my heart. Because I realize only a coward cries in the dark. See, for me, life is a breeze. Me against the world is when I feel most at ease. So I'm always coasting. But yet I can't help it. I bottle my emotions. Treat it like wine and let it get better with time. See, coming up, I was always scared. But I think most misunderstood my fear. As a kid, my pops tried preparing me. I was never scared of you. I was terrified of me. I'm in a search to understand myself. So I never leave me blindly. So just in case I ever lose myself, I know where to find. 
that piece right there, if I'm not mistaken, if not if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was the very first piece I heard you spit. Because oh, wow. there's a there's a line in there that I remember. Cause you said if 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 I'm something, I'm more than I'm more like my mother. I remember, I remember that line right there, man. That piece right there is fire, bro. That piece right there is fire. I remember that piece, King. Wow, man. Ladies and gentlemen, do you see what I mean? It's hard work, man. I'm telling you, it's not easy going out here getting these poets, man. It's hard work, man. I got to weed through a lot of stuff, man, to find the creme of the la creme. And my brother right here, he he's definitely top notch, man. And not only that, your activism is 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 so beautiful. Now your name, your name, I found very interesting. Poet is yeah. an acronym for putting out eternal thought. Yeah. And I think I think that is it is so befitting of your character. It's so befitting of of me viewing you from an outside lens just viewing the perspective of how you perform throughout the years and that fits you i mean to the letter man putting out putting out eternal thought man tell us about that acronym and how that came about how you get that name yeah well um so i people you know like you know usually nicknames people usually call you what you do right you know what i'm saying so i I, I, I quickly acquired the nickname Poet because, mm. you know, once people found out I wrote poetry. <laughs> but um, but it was always so so plain to me. You know, I, I wanted to come up with something like uh, I wanted it to be an acronym or something, you know, and I, mm. I couldn't, I, I didn't want to force it. it. It literally took me like months and months, maybe a year. I was, I was, uh, so I, I think I was driving and it just hit me. Like, I was trying to think like, what do I do? What am I trying to convey? And essentially like, like you know, see, I was just I like the poems you performed, and and the stuff that I perform is years old. Like I have my newer stuff, but I try to write in such a way where I could perform it ten years ago, I could perform it yes. today, where it's still going to be that timeless type of type mm-hmm. of thing. Addressing certain issues, I'm not just writing trendy poems, poems of the moment. You know, something that's going to last, and you can be able to break down whenever. So putting out this these eternal thoughts, you know. And it just hit me. It hit me. Like one day I'm like putting out eternal thoughts. I'm like, that's it. That's it. That's that's what poet is. That's what that's my name. So mm. it kind of just so the people gave me the poet name and then I kind of just later on just added the acronym to it, just kind of describe what my my goal is with, with this poetry. Definitely, man. Definitely be fitting, man. Definitely be fitting. Because uh I see that, man. I see that in your in, in your grind, bro. I really yeah. see that in your grind, man. And that's a dope name. It's a dope. It's a, it's a dope acronym, but it's true though. You know what I'm saying? It's not just something. Just you see how you let it just come to you. Like my name yeah. also poetic black. That yeah. that name. People are like how you get poetic black. And I said yeah. it in one poem, but I said my name comes from black. How my heart used to be. Mm. Black. How my heart used to be. Poetic like my thoughts, but black is how my heart used to be. And if it wasn't for that black, then my light wouldn't be so evident. So I mm. use the poet, the poetic black. I, I think poetically in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, you know how poets are. He's like, yo, that's be a dope stanza right there. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think poetically, but blackness, that blackness, it represents the power. It represents the aspect of finding the light because Bruh. you can find the smallest amount of light in a, in a pitch dark room. 
the smallest amount of light, it'll be so evident. And that's what it was. It was me consuming the black, consuming the black to find that light. So definitely the the name has to have a meaning. And and your and your name, my brother, you really live what you preach, man. And your poems are timeless because I'm looking at it, I'm thinking about that aspect. Those was 10 years ago. Yeah, and yeah. everything you said is so yeah. relevant to today. You know what I mean? It's so relevant. These are poems that we can go back to and analyze years later and get deeper meanings. Like, what was he talking about when he said this? And what was he talking about when he said that? But it's timeless. It's nothing trendy, nothing gimmicky. It's it's sincerely timeless and it's true. It's it's putting those thoughts out so we can we can raise our consciousness to be better people, man. And and that's the whole mission, my brother. So now I I know, I know you are a busy brother. You know what I'm saying? I got to let you go. However, I need you to spit another piece for us. Bring a break. You guys spit us. Give us something new. And then we're going to go off all this stuff and all the stuff that we could, you know what I'm saying? How we can support you, how my listeners can support you. Cause I know you do have a book out. You do have some, um, some work. I know you have some stuff on SoundCloud too. Don't you? Yeah, I got I got some stuff. I'm trying to put some more stuff out. I'm starting to do music a little more. So over, like, I'm starting to get back into the post. So long story short, short uh, you know, with the pandemic, everything mm-hmm. been shut down. But a year or so prior to that, my uh, my grandmother, she she passed away two years ago. But a few months before that, she, had been, she was in hospice. So I went down to North Carolina. I was mm-hmm. with her until the end. So I hadn't done performed anything like two two and a half years so oh, you know right, i mean yeah. i've been writing working on stuff but it's been more music mm. so i i have it. I, i'm about, i'm about to perform something new for you but not like i just did a show july 27th in in vegas that was my first live performance in two years wow you know what i'm saying so mm. yeah my first time back so uh most of the new stuff i've been writing is all music music based mm-hmm. but i do have some new poems i could, I could do, do for you i got one that's a Shorter one that I got memorized, and if you want me to do something a little longer, I got I pulled up something new right here. So oh I yeah, matter of fact, you could do both of them if you want, my brother. You could do both of them, definitely, man, definitely. So let me let me set that stage back up for you, man, because we want to definitely find any way that we can to support your movement and what you got going on, man, because it's a worthy cause. So let me set this stage back up. Coming back to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my brother and your brother, Mister. Poet. Creating casual casualties with four to five faculties. Pen and pad, sleight of hand, that's the magic, see? It's distorted when recorded. Play it backwardly. It's finger food for thought. I broke it down. You should eat this. See the structure. You discover our Fibonacci, the sequence. Peep the placement. It's adjacent to the knowledge you're seeking. Some light for your sight just to serve as a beacon. That's just a little, Fire. little something. <laughs> Fire. So, yeah. So I've been writing little um, shorter poems to, like, when I go out and do features and stuff, sometimes I have, like, I want to have a smaller piece that'll transition into another piece. Mm, so I just definitely. Little, just trying to do different things and stuff like that. So, um, but I have I have a, I have a little, um, a, a longer piece. So this piece um, is a remix of... Um, I did a piece years ago called I Write For. And um and I just had this up. Let me pull it up. Um sorry, my bad. It's cool. Uh, yeah, so I did it this um a couple years ago called I Write For. And 
it, 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 the poem I had wrote because someone asked me basically, why do I write? What do I do? Why, who do I write for? And I wrote it in a poem. And I always tell people like, if if, if we could write, say everything we wanted to say in one poem, we would only have one poem, right? You know what I'm saying? That's why we wrote multiple pieces. We have to address things, go back and whatnot. So um, years later, I had wrote, uh, I write for part two, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of uh, the same theme, but just kind of dressing more more, more um, on a topic. And then, uh, so recently I, I I just thought of like, if part one and part two had a baby, right? Because I, you know, I, I wrote them so long ago and it's some lines that like, dope premises, but I'm like, I could have wrote that better. I could have mm. done that better, you know, and yeah. I could add more to this. So I'm like, what if they had a baby? So taking the best qualities from part one, part two, kind of remixed those lines and then created a whole new poem from those first two ones. So if, if anyone, you know, that's going to see this, if they ever heard part one and part two, they might recognize some lines. And then if you haven't, this is going to be a whole new poem uh, regardless. Definitely. So this is called, um, I write for part three. I write for the nameless. I don't write to be famous. Although the way that I write, I've got a right to be famous. But I don't write for entertainment. I don't write to be the best, although I do claim it. I write to end hunger. I write for parolees and OGs with 80s DIN numbers. I write to incite riots, but I also write to pacify. I write to reveal secrets, but what I write is classified. Often bend space when I write to pass time, which is cyclical, so I can never pass my prime. I don't always write to be a hero, but I'm heroin. You can tell I'm dope. I write to send a message, so I have to push the envelope. A lot of food for thought ain't impressing me, because y'all all cooking with the same recipe. I write for anyone who puts pen and paper. Never stop trying to improve your writing. Find different ways to arrange words and new ones to lay beside them. See, I never force it. Writer's block, I don't stress. I only write when it's right, but I write with my left. I write because words are weapons. They push aside enemies with kinetic energy as they move through the air. I close both eyes and learn to see with my spare. The creator speaks to me. Third eye low off that DMT. They claim to want to know the truth, but it's a burden. You barely see with two eyes. Ready for the third one? See, I write for the creator who gave life, provided opportunity for unity. Through free thought, presented a vision. That went missing when man created religion. Sometimes I don't write, I just listen. Because when wisdom speaks, it's through silence. So loud is deafening. Knowledge was forbidden. They believe ignorance is heaven sent. I write for the pagans and heretics, suspected terrorists just because they're speaking in Arabic. This is for those who sold their soul for a couple stacks. I show you how to flip that, then buy it back. Because if it's God's knowledge that you desire, why barter your soul for the devil to acquire? I write for the deaf. If you can't hear, you can still read what I wrote. I paint pictures, so if you're blind, you can still see what I spoke. I write to give hope. Hope to those who may be struggling from day to day. But most of all, I write for those who may feel this way. You just can't come up with the words to say. That's what I write for. Wow. Wow. Saving the best for last. Talk about saving the best for last, man. Wow, this, 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 man. So profound, man. So direct and so, you know, so needed, man. So needed. And this, like, I agree with this sentiment so much, my brother, man. I mean, this right here is why I write. It's the reason why I write. I don't write just to get, just to get clicks and likes, 
you know, I really write for a purpose, man. I really write so people can wake up and they can just see who they really are, man. And I think, my brother, you are on that same journey, man. And you do it so beautifully, man. Like, for real, bro. You really do it so beautifully. You're one of those poets that I would have in my playlist. You know what I mean? Like, I listen to certain poets, man. Certain poetry is cool, but I got certain poets who I can listen to. And when I listen to them, they spark me to do something better. It's like, when I listen to you, it makes me think I'm not doing enough. And that's and and, and, and that's what's needed. You know what I mean? So, I really appreciate your pen, my brother. I really do appreciate your pen. And from a person who known your work from back then to now, it's still, yeah. I mean, it's still, it's relevant, but it's still so rich. It's still so rich with purpose, man. And a, a lot of poets don't, don't really have that, man. Or don't, they don't inspire, inspire me like that. But you do, my brother. I really want to thank you for coming through, man. Like, tell us about your book. Where's your book at? Is it on Amazon? Yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon. If you if you type my name in, uh, Ibrahim Ibrahim Asad Sadiq, it'll it, it should be the first two books that pop up. Um, Words in Black and White is my first one, and um, and Something Light is the second one. The uh, Words in Black and White is more long form poems, and the uh, Something Light is all short uh, poems and haikus. So like two two to five lines, you know, um, like haikus. Uh, you know the uh, five, seven, five, three lines, but there's others that are that are not haikus, but are just shorter, shorter mm-hmm. type poems. Definitely, so yeah. So definitely, man. I want to. I want to. You said now the name of that book. The first one is is called what? Uh, words in black and white. Words in black and white. And the second one is called something light. Something light. Yeah, you guys go out there and support my brother, man. His books are on Amazon. Like, are you on iTunes? Um, not, not, not currently. I'm, I'm working on getting. I'm, I'm working on a music project. I'm putting that out. You know, I'm, I'm like, maybe sometimes too much perfection is always question my work. And I'm like, ah, it's not good enough to put out. So, but I got, I got some stuff coming pretty soon. My brother, man, I'm giving you an open invitation, man. When you drop your, your music album. Like you can come on the show and you can debut it, my brother. I'm giving you that open invitation, and I want to get your words out there, bro. So when you want when you want to drop that man and you want to do a debut, and you can come do it on the Spoken Soul Session show, man. And you know we'll put the link out there, man. We can get people to purchase it because what you have to say needs to be heard, man. And it's it's relevant, man. Really, really relevant. So my brother, man, y'all go, y'all guys go out there. Check out my brother Ibrahim Sadiq, a.k.a. Poet, putting out eternal truth. This is my brother right here, man. He's been laying this down for years, man. And I'm a testament to his work ethic. I've I've been seeing it. And everybody knows, you know, Poetic Black. I've been in every venue. You know what I'm saying? I go all over the place. So if I see you multiple times, that means you're definitely out there doing your thing, my brother. And you definitely inspire me. So any of you guys, I want to... I wanna, um, I want to urge my audience that if you guys are looking to put out your chat book, you're looking to put out your, you know what I'm saying, your poetry book, a novel, whatever, I have a connection with Inner Child Press. They're giving you a 10% discount if you use the promo code Spoken Soul. Soul is spelled S-O-L. I want to remind the audience 
to hit me up at spoken soul sessions at gmail.com if you want to get on the show i do have the spotlight version of the show where i can spotlight some of your poetry send me some links send me something where i can find your work whether it's reading your work or hearing your work send me some links and uh we'll make it happen i want to thank once again my brother ibrahim Sadiq for coming on the show you know blessing us with his time you know and his words you know you guys go out there and check him out follow him and whatever he's doing it would definitely be worth your while i love you family i want i want you guys to remember always give each other positive affirmations always inspire each other to be better inspire each other to be a better version of of yourself than you were yesterday it's about growth it's about taking it to the next level so i want you guys to really look at each other love each other because i love you and i hope you love me too speak your soul <laughs>